You're listening to the Late Night Football Show with your host, Rohit Singh. That's me. On this show, we talk about some of the most serious, least silly topics from the world of football for your entertainment and enjoyment. Please remember that the show is BYOL. Bring your own laughs, since we don't have the budget for a studio audience. Happy listening. Hello everyone and welcome to Late Night Football. As we promised, we're going to do quite a few shows over this next few days. Uh, we did our Match Day 4 preview yesterday uh, episode and if you haven't seen it yet, please do make sure to check it out. It's now available on our channel. Uh, please remember to watch that. Also remember to like and share that video if you like it and also don't forget to subscribe to our channel if you're new. We're trying to get to 90 subscribers to help us get that. And with that plug, we'll now talk about uh, today's episode. Uh, we've got... Uh, Akash and Sashi here with us. Uh, welcome, guys, to the show. Thank you. Hey, uh, thank you. Yes, and if you've seen them, you kind of already know what the show will probably be about. We're going to talk about uh, United's uh, transfer issues. Uh, we're going uh, to touch on that because right now there's a lot of news that's going around. We're into the final weeks of the transfer window. Manchester United have done no, well, next to no business, really, <laughs> at this point. Just one player sign. And there are a lot of rumors. So we're going to try to... Uh, to um, Bait through that. We're going to try to see what's going on, what's not going on. We're not going to talk about, uh, like, we're not in the nose here, so we're not going to tell you what's going to happen definitely and what's not going to happen definitely. But I think uh, <laughs> we, need this, we need this episode uh, as much for us, I think, just to, just to try to sort through this mess and try to talk through what, what is, what's happening at the club because there is a lot of issues. So, uh, Akash, let's start with you. Uh, I mean, where do we begin? I think let's, let's start with what's current. Let's start with something current. Uh, Usman Dembele. Uh, What's your feelings on the deal? Uh, see, uh, a primary target target is Jaden Sancho. Uh, so as of now, it's, lo- it's looking unlikely we will get him because the reported fee is like north of hundred million. So on Dembele, uh, see, he has the talent. Uh, is no doubt about that. But you have to check his injury record. He has hardly played a run of games in the last couple of years at Barcelona and. Uh, and yeah, uh, when they sold Neymar and uh, they bought Dimbele, I guess it was on the deadline day or day before that uh, for 140 mm. million or something. So I think it was a huge panic buy from their end. And of course, they will try to you know uh, recover their losses and probably try to sell him for about half the price. But uh, uh, see, I'm not totally against the signing of Dimbele, but if it's a permanent transfer and it's a big no for me, you know, if you, I mean. Uh, a transfer business in the last couple of seasons, uh, it's been decent when Ole came in and he bought uh, Maguire, Van Bissaka, Bruno, and even when Debbie was a clever signing. So going by the standards of the business, I think uh, a loan is what, it's not a bad option, I will say, with an option to buy, of course, uh, but getting an outright fee for like 50 or 60 million for Dembele, I, I think it doesn't make sense. But again, the player can uh, solve the temporary issue on the right-hand side and he can even like click for us because you never know if he's fit, how good he is. So once again, I'm, if it's a loan, then it's okay by me. But uh, again, it's a shambolic piece of business from United considering we are only two days from the deadline. Yeah. The thing is, um, you know, we're doing this recording now. This is not live, obviously. So by the time this goes out, we don't know what's going to happen. Things could change. You've got to take that with a pinch of salt. But Sashi, um, I agree with Akash completely. I do not think that this should be a deal that should be done. It shouldn't be done at all. I don't even think a loan deal is actually very, very smart to do because you're still paying him 200K a week. 
uh, and with, with the expectation. He only played three games last year in a year. He's played three games in a year. We talk about Eric Bay. I think this this guy and this is he's probably like he's going to be Jones's uh, you know partner in in the in the, in the hospital. Looks <laughs> like it. Um, but 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 how? Uh, but what do you think? I mean, if, let's assume that it's it's a permanent transfer. What are your feelings on it? No, for a permanent transfer, it looks a bit odd <clears throat> that uh, you're going after a player who has not proven himself in the last three, four seasons. Now, when I say proven, he has the talent, he has the potential, but we have not seen the best of him. Like Akash mentioned, uh, the series of injuries he's had, he has had seven injuries in the last two seasons alone. Mm-hmm. And three of three or four of them have been hamstring injuries. And when you're coming to a uh, physical league like Premier League, you have to chase the ball, you have to track back. That is the expectation of a winger. I don't know how his hamstring is going to pull through. But again, we are talking about the rumours. There are conf- conflicting reports that he is coming. Some are saying he is not coming. Some are even saying that uh, you, uh, this news has been leaked by the United side of things to put pressure on Dortmund and Sancho to make sure that uh, they soften their stance. But I don't think that is happening. A deal like Jadon Sancho will not be uh, pulled in three days if you have not been able to do, any, uh, do in 10 weeks. So, it, it's a panic buy and it's a... Typical United kind of move. It reminds me just like Alexis Sanchez deal. You give uh, the fans something to be happy about so that they feel that uh, they forget the trauma that <clears throat> they've been through in the last uh, few weeks of the transfer window. Now suddenly the fans will look at, okay, now we have someone who can play at right wing. We have not we have not had that option for the last, I don't know, ever since Cristiano has left, we have not had a proper well, right winger. Yeah, Valencia was there, but that that, that two season. Yeah, Valencia was the last right winger we signed. Proper right winger, yeah. But mm-hmm. then we moved him to the right back slot, and since then the position has been vacant. So yeah, but yeah, FIFA uh, FIFA lovers will be quite happy because you get Dembele, you get Rashford, you get Marshall, 90, 90 plus pace on all three positions. So they'll be happy. But then again, on the field, I don't know how it is going to pan out, and don't have any high hopes. Let's see. Uh, what happens? Hopefully, he if he gives us 15 games this season, I think uh, we all would be quite happy. Yeah, we we'll just yeah. See, that's the thing. Right now, we lower, we we have been conditioned. We lowered our lower, expectations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like 15 games. Yeah. Why are yeah. we expecting 15 games from a person? Uh, you know, <laughs> like, okay, you're gonna, see, you're it's you're it's not possible. Him, yeah. Yeah, like you're gonna pay him 800k a, a month, right? So even if it's a year-long loan deal, you're looking at what about seven, <coughs> seven million, seven million pounds, give or take. You're paying in seven million pounds basically to pay 15 games. Mm. It's like half a million. You're basically paying half a million to play a game. It's like, but it's. Do we know his current fitness status? I don't know. It might be just like daily. He's fit now. Okay. Like he's fit. But I, I'm not sure if he start. He, I don't think he started any of the last games. He probably may have come off the bench. Uh, yeah, even Coman yesterday said uh, that if he has to start, he has to give more towards the defensive yeah. side of the game. So basically, yeah. he's pushing him out. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not going to start while they now they got Fati. So yeah. yeah, he's not. Yeah. He's not going to be a starter for sure. But unless the injuries. Um, and that's why United is a lucrative option for him because he walks into the playing eleven. He knows that he has no competition. Even if he plays like at fifty percent of his potential, he'll be a starter week in week out. Yeah, you have to say that considering the Euros have been postponed, he has a chance to get into the team for France team. So, I mean, he would like to move, but again, I mean, let's see if he actually get in. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, you're talking about a player who for him it's it's good, but is it good for the club? I, I, I see a lot of benefits for him moving, I don't see yeah. a lot of benefits for the team, and that's the that's the issue. Apparently, Paul Pogba has now called him and, and convinced him that he should come to Manchester United. So we are relying on uh, Van der Sar to close a deal, now we are yeah, relying yeah, on Pogba to close a deal. So, it yeah, just like, tells you the competency of the board. 
Yeah, and why? And why is Popper doing that? Why? Why do we have to convince a player who's basically? He knows uh, that Woodward and Judge will not be able to do it if uh, left on them. Will no, even no, miss no, out on Dembele. Like, but no, but I get the com- incompetence of the board here. But I'm I'm talking like Dembele is not a player that you've got to convince. Dembele has got to be like convincing United that I want to come to your club and I want to play. But clearly he doesn't want to. So if he needs convincing, because that's what Ole has been talking about. And we don't want players who don't want to be here. We want players who are going to. They're going to come here. They're going to play here and want to play for Manchester United. Clearly, he doesn't. He's he's seeing it completely differently. That is, it, it's, uh, it's also it's also like reading between the lines when you see the news that Pogba has been trying to convince him. Maybe it's about coming to a different country uh, where English is the uh, common language, and maybe Dembele is not that well off with the language. Maybe he's not sure about the weather. Manchester weather. We have heard. We we saw how Di Maria struggled to cope with the weather. So maybe he has those kind of uh, reservations. Maybe Pogba is trying to clear those out, not trying to convince him. Okay, come to United. Well, he did reject Liverpool. Apparently, Liverpool wanted him, and he rejected them. So yeah. uh, he's <laughs> already earning. The, what, what do you say? Brownie points uh, before the transfers. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, it's one that can uh, that doesn't. Can, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of the deal. I, I honestly don't know what to think, and I think we'll wait. I think that is one thing we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, it might just be a, a, a tactic to get uh, Dortmund to, to pull. And speaking of Dortmund, let's take a step back now. Let's go right to the start of the transfer window. Because I remember doing the pre-review show for the for the Premier League. I think we did it with Samir, and Samir said one of his targets, actually two of his targets that he that he wanted to get was Jack Wellish and Jadon Sancho. And those were the two that he talked about, and uh, those were United's primary targets: uh, Jack Wellish mm-hmm. and Jadon Sancho. Uh, Jack Wellish, they went in. It was kind of very expensive, so they said, okay, fine. And then Van der Sar came in. He made a call to all. He said, I can give you Donny Van der Beek for thirty-five million. You know, we'll do the deal right now, and then they were like, "Okay, fine, it's cheaper, so let's do it. Why not?" And he turned out to be a better player. I think he's is slightly better than Jack. Williams. Yeah. Uh, so that we got lucky there. So we lost our primary target there, but we got lucky. Now we come to Jalen Sancho, and uh, I mean, it's it's again a very straightforward deal, right? Dortmund said, "All right, you pay us 100 120 million euros. The player is yours. We're done." And uh, I mean, there's lots of news to filter here, so I don't want to get into it. But uh, Shashi. Um, from that point on, let's see. This is the season ended in July, right? In July. So from the end of July to now, which is August, we're looking at two months. They've dragged this deal on for two months. I mean, what? I don't even know where to start. Like, what? What? What has? Uh, what really are people? What? What is going on in the United? They're not willing to pay. Simple. They're not willing to pay the big bucks unless there has been a sale uh, of a big star. Like every time we have seen when Maguire was bought, prior to that, Lukaku was sold. So this has been a pattern. If you want to buy someone at Man United these days, you have to first sell a player. At this time, at this point of time, I don't think we can sell anyone to fund Sancho's deal. Like, uh, can we sell Pogba at the moment? No. Uh, do we want to sell Bruno at the moment to get Sancho? No. Of course we won't. So there is no player for us that we can offload, get the funds in, and then try to go back to Dortmund and say here is our here is our improved offer. One of the news that I uh, read today was that Solskjaer is trying to get rid of Daniel James. To get uh, that 20 to 25 million to probably that uh, fix that gap that Dortmund and United have been talking about for last two three months now. Yeah, yeah. We'll pay, we'll, yeah, we'll pay you 90 plus 30. They are saying no, we at least 110 plus bonuses. So th- that 20 million gap probably could be solved by Daniel James's sale. But who will buy James in the last two days, and how soon can we put the offer on the table? Leeds is the one that has come up with the 25 million pound offer. So just on that, the rumors that I'm hearing is that Leeds have offered 25 million pounds. United don't want to sell. Woodward has said he doesn't want to sell James because apparently uh, he's like it will send the wrong message. Because Ole has said he doesn't see Daniel as a, as a first. Like he's never going to be a first yeah. player. So he's yeah. 
I don't think you're going to get a better offer than this. So take it now so we can put it towards somebody else. So that's what Ole said, that it's fine if you want to do it. Guru has said, no, I don't want to do it because I don't want to send the wrong message that we're going to discard players within a year. I don't know what is going on in that guy's head, seriously. Um, Clearly, he does not understand what is the right message that needs to be relayed. If a player like Daniel James, let's face it, he's not a starter. He's yeah. not a first team material right now. And probably, I don't want to be harsh on him, but probably will never be a United starter in the next two, three, even if he stays for next two, three seasons. So it's like carrying a burden of a player that is not going to be a first team star, but you have the chance to sell him for over 10 million profit in space of 12 months. Why don't you take it? He's a bloody businessman. Before a football CEO, he's a businessman. So you should see the merit of this deal and take it with both hands. But no, he has to put some clause at the end of the day and say, no, we are not going to do this. We are not going to do that. And apparently, I think Dimarzio has just uh, stated that even Smalling's meeting has collapsed. So I don't know whether he is going to AS Roma or not. Because Smalling's deal was supposed to fund Alex Telles's move. Now, if that deal is dead, even I don't see Telles coming to United as well. Yeah, we're kind of jumping the gun here, but I actually think it's, it's a good thing to talk about sales because you talked about raising funds. I think that the key was they were going to sell Smalling, they were going to sell Jones, they have to yeah. sell Rojo, they have to sell Romero, who's on 80,000 yeah. pounds a week. Yeah, yeah, they were going to yeah. sell Romero, they were going to sell Lingard, Ferreira, yeah. and those are the six players that I think they definitely were going to sell. I don't know, there might have been one more seventh player, there may be Mata, but I don't uh, know. Yeah. Mata, so yeah, Mata was on the sale, sale but he has done well. Yeah. yeah, so I know, I, I think Mata was like a maybe. Then there were five or six players that they definitely had to sell, and they were hoping to get about 60, 70 million pounds from those. And then they would use that money to add to the Sancho deal. The issue is, uh, Pereira has gone on loan, so there's no money coming yeah. in there. Uh, nobody wants yeah. Rojo, nobody wants Jones. Jones is on a four year contract earning what, 60, 70,000 pounds a week. Nobody's going to pay that, and plus the transfer fee. Uh, Smalling, they want, they're trying to haggle for a few, two, three million pounds here. <laughs> to try and get out of Roma as much as they can, for whatever reason, God alone knows what they do with Smalling. Um, and then you've got Romero, who I don't know what's happening. Like apparently Aston Villa were interested, but now they've got Emiliano Martinez. I don't know. Nobody knows what is. Everton were interested. Everton are the I think the most linked player, uh, most linked club with Romero right now. Yeah. So Romero, probably they are not even sure about Pickford. So let's see if it happens. Yeah, but. I don't know, but yeah, but clearly they've not got any money in, so that's creating the issues. I mean, we've got we talk about recruitment, but clearly selling is an issue. And, and here we are talking about Liverpool that are now going to do a deal for uh, twenty-three million pounds for Ryan Bruce. Twenty-three already moving. Yeah. Plus, they have added a buyback clause. Plus, they have added a sell-on clause. So, yeah. do you expect our board to pull off a deal something like that? Let's say if Greenwood is on the market right now, can we pull off a deal like that? They they just did for Bruce. I don't think so. No, but they could do that for James, right? They could do a twenty-five million pound, and we'll add a buyback clause. Well, that is a long clause. If you're really concerned that you that you that you yeah. don't have that uh, that he yeah. might become a good player in the future, whatever, just yeah. add a add a set of buyback clause and get a deal done. But it's just like, oh god, they just don't know how to. I mean, it's it's incompetence, isn't it, Akash? Like I I I am yeah. losing words. Like I, I mean, I, and and it's it's funny how people <laughs> talk about things, right? Like oh Woodward, and other people will say oh Woodward, did, you know, he made these deals happen. So shut up, like he got you Bruno Fernandez, he got you this guy, but it's just there the. You know, it's 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 appalling, and and I don't know, I I, I don't know, I'm at a loss for words here to even describe. See, uh, United have been digging their own grave since a while now. Uh, you know, giving a fire deal, fire deal to Phil Jones and even Marcus Rogo. Like I think it was a year back or a couple of years back, he signed a new deal. Uh, so yeah, these fringe players are earning a hundred hundred thousand a week. So obviously there are no buyers, and if there are buyers, they want us to contribute a percentage of wages, which yeah, I don't yeah. think we are willing to. Or reduce the transfer fee. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. As we did with Alexis Sanchez, which of course was a disaster for us. So mm. again, coming to the uh, selling part, I think uh, Chris Molling will be eventually sold. Uh, there will there, there has to be some kind of compromise because you know uh, he is clearly not in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's plans. Uh, because if he were to be a part of you know even as a backup, he would have been here last season itself. So it's evident that he has to go. And as far as Dallow is concerned, uh, uh, there are rumours that he is leaving to link for a Serie A club, maybe Roma or AC Milan. Uh, and yeah, even the rumours are that United want to sell him on a permanent deal. Uh, I think we should do a cheap deal for him and we should include a buyback clause for him because he certainly has some kind of potential. And uh, you, who knows, I mean, in the future, we might, uh, we might get him back and sell him for a further profit. You know, I mean, th- these people being businessmen should I think probably think a bit cleverly. And uh, as far as James is concerned, uh, <laughs> you so, a lot there, Akash. <laughs> <laughs> no, but these are bankers, businessmen. I mean, you can see uh, the you know opinions of some of the fans are like it's pretty clear than what the Glazers think about the football club, and they don't know a thing about running about a club. So there is no director of football. Which obviously we all know in the couple of months we will hear about hear some rumor about this person coming in as we sign no one. So you know this will the news will come in and go away. So we will hear it on Tuesday. Excited. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. They yeah, no, easily no, know be, how to con the fans. Yeah, there's not going to be any director of football rumors. I think they have now yeah abandoned that with all they with, they, they pretty much said it as well. They've got a new structure with all they don't want they don't want they don't want. So, that. but Rohit, coming back to your point, when uh, what you said that Woodward is trying to say that we are not trying to send the wrong message by discarding a player. Now go back to Andres Pereira. He was offered a four-year contract last season, was he not? And then he shipped off to Lazio on loan, primarily saying that you are not good enough for Man United. Yeah. Now if you can do that with one player, why can't you do that with the other? Because uh, selling Daniel James would exp- expose the scenario that United are short on the right wing position. And probably this was the message Solskjaer was trying to send when he left Daniel James out of his squad. Uh, about, uh, I think for the Brighton game, the first Brighton game, he left uh, Daniel James mm-hmm. and Brandon Williams both out of the squad, trying to send a message that I need a bloody right winger and I need a left left footed defender or a left back. But again, the message is not getting through their heads. They are reluctant for a reason, I don't know what reason. They are uh, bullish in their own regards that they, they think they are doing the best job for the for the club, but in the end, they I don't know nobody is there to tell them that you are bloody ruining the club. Yeah, I think the issue with the Daniel James deal is if I think what Solskjaer said is if you if that is the shortfall because I think the the, the official the rumored bill was ninety million euros so seventy plus twenty whereas Dortmund want one hundred and twenty so yeah. I guess the issue is of the thirty million so I think what Solskjaer is saying is if you can sell Daniel James. For 30 million euros, the 25 million is about your bed. euros, and then use that money to get me Sancho, then do it. And I think what the issue with Woodward is, I don't think they have an intention of going there. I, I don't know who's, I think I have heard that Glazer has said that you're not, you're not going to bid over 100 million for Sancho, we're not going to go there. And so basically, what Woodward is trying to do is if, if he, they sell James, then you have got to sign Sancho. There's no, there's no, there's no excuse then at that point if that's the short for them. And I think they just don't want to do it, they don't want to do that deal. For whatever reason, whether they're afraid of image or whatever the case may be, I think that's just a deal that right now they don't want to do. And um, on that note, I do want to I do want to mention another thing. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but apparently, and I've heard this, you know, uh, it's quite public knowledge. Um, I heard this on on the, on the YouTube show was apparently that United strategy strategy for signing Jadon Sancho is that they were going to wait till the end of the window, and that Dortmund would cave in. So basically, they are thinking that we'll just we'll just say nothing. 
okay, you want 108, good enough, we're not going to come back and then we're going to come back in two months, hey, we offered you 90, do you want it? Oh yes, you do want it. That was their plan. <laughs> has, Woodward, has Woodward graduated from an Indian university? We need to check that because this is the classic uh, <laughs> negotiation tactic for Indians. You go to a shop, shopkeeper says 500, you say 400, then you walk away. Then shopkeeper calls you back and you try to close a deal for 300. This is the same tactic Woodward has been trying for, I think, over 2013. You, you remember how we haggled? Yeah, <laughs> how we haggled for felony <laughs> till the deadline day, and we ended up paying the same amount, probably more than his release clause. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we paid. Um, Started with that. We waited till the very end for Maguire, for Juan Bissaka, for Bruno as well, and then did we get the better deal? No, we paid exactly the same amount the clubs were asking for. Maguire for eighty, Juan Bissaka for fifty, and Bruno for like 48, 48 million pounds plus add-ons. Add yeah, which is now so, more or less they've already paid a quite a few of that. Yes, so, so the. It is clear that this tactic is not working because the, all the clubs in the world have figured these clowns out and said they'll wait, they'll wait, but eventually they will pay what we ask them because they need the players. Yeah, and and so, it, it, yeah, and it's it's so in, infuriating because if you just pay the money and got got it over, the the players settle quickly. You can, yes, you know you don't lose points in games because I I don't think we're going to win against Spurs. Uh, this Sunday, yeah. it's, it's not. There's just there's just too much happening at the moment for the for the players to be focused, for the manager to be focused. They're not going to win this the game. I mean, it's it's the only good thing is that they're not playing in front of fans because otherwise that would have been a problem. Yeah. Um, so that I think that's a positive for them, but I don't think they're winning. And and they're just dropping points for no reason when they could have avoided all of this. Um, and it's it's funny as well how people talk about and we're speaking to the manager because a lot of people will go oh but all they should still do well you know he's still got a decent squad. And you should still win trophies. And, you know, the thing is, Maguire wasn't uh, Solskjaer's first choice last season. It was Koulibaly. They went for Maguire because Koulibaly, they, they said they wanted 100 million euros, uh, which was about 90 million pounds. So they, they didn't want that. So they, paid, they said, we'll pay 80 million pounds for Maguire, but we won't pay 90 million pounds for Koulibaly for whatever reason. Uh, they want to make those decisions. So he didn't get, uh, Daniel James wasn't his first choice. It was Jaden Sancho, but he said he didn't want to come if they didn't have Champions League football. So he said, fine, give me Daniel James. Uh, and he's not getting his first choice targets. Uh, clearly, uh, but but the buck will fall once the season starts. We're all going to blame him, aren't we? But with, with the performances and, and the games, he's got he's he is on a hiding to nothing at this one. I think he's he he will. I I honestly think he's going to be sacked at the end of, by the end of the season. He won't be here if, if he doesn't. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, uh, when Ole was appointed as a manager, he would have give, been given a set of promises by the board, which we clearly knew it was not going to happen. You can see by the examples of. You know, Haaland and Bellingham as well. Yeah. Uh, so being Man United, you don't have, need an excuse that this person wants 60 million as a release clause or this guy is 16 year old or maybe thinking of first team opportunities because the club we are talking about is Man United. So, you know, a player shouldn't think twice to join the club. So you need some people on the board who has to be convincing and, uh, you know, to sort the small details to get the transfer done. So I think that's what we are lacking right now, and we will be lacking in the same position in the next few years unless the Glazers leave. So I feel a bit sorry for Solskjaer, and I know he has to be the fall guy. Uh, this is very, very similar to the one which happened in a couple of years back when Mourinho was sad. I mean, I don't really feel sorry for him because you know he's a very different character, but it's okay. I mean, the scenario hasn't changed. Uh, the manager won't be backed and is not being backed again. And it will happen in the future. It doesn't matter if you get Pochettino or Pep Guardiola at United. So the the I mean the changes 
won't happen. So it's clear that uh, we are not going anywhere. We just we want to be happy with the top four, and the Glazers want the UCL money just to you know keep the dividends playing and to try to clear the debt, which is of course, I mean, it's just the case. They're not trying to clear debt though. They're just they're adding to it. They're not <laughs> clear. They they could have cleared it years ago with the amount that they made. They just they don't want to clear it. They want dividends. That's the the main thing. But uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's look, talk about Alex Sellis because we talked about left back. So how Alex Sellis because. As bad as the Jalen Sancho deal is, you can at least understand it a little bit. 100 million pounds, fair enough. It's a lot of money. Um, what's what's not? Uh, I mean, I don't know how much you know about the Alex Sellers deal, but this was something that we talked about three weeks ago. Fairly simple to conclude. Uh, 20 million euros, I think, was what Porto demanded. The United said we'll pay you 12. Uh, 12. No, they said yeah. I think it was 80, 20 million euros. United said we'll pay 12. Porto said we'll take 18. If you can give us 18, we'll take that. And they're still trying to haggle and haggle. Um, I mean, again, a straightforward deal to complete, but they just don't want to do it. Then I am I'm in favor of United in this position because uh, Telesa's contract expires pretty soon. And if you really want the player, you can have a pre-contract agreement in January with that player. But then, uh, again, it's like all hoping for the best case scenario. Now, I'll add one thing here. Uh, why Woodward and team were prepared to haggle till the end of this transfer window? Because our first three games were Palace, uh, Brighton. And uh, what's Spurs. the third? Spurs. Now Spurs. So they thought we can we could get away with Brighton, uh, sorry Crystal Palace and Brighton, and then we can take the season uh, take the transfer window to the last end and then get Sancho. But then we fucked up against against Palace. We barely got out of the scraps against Brighton. So it shows that uh, if you have a strategy, just do the deal and give the manager enough time with the player to settle him into the squad, integrate with the first team, and then then your results will improve. But yeah, with Telus, even if he comes now, I'm okay. If he does not come, then I'll understand the point. If you have a chance of signing him for a free or even rather agreeing on a contract in January, I think these businessmen will take that deal and not pay the 12 to 15 million right now. Yeah, well, I mean, but again, you know, I, there's no guarantee that he will come next season free because then he'll want big wages and he'll want, uh, you know, sign on fees. I, it's, on fees. you know, and he's not worth, well, 18 million. He's actually a 30 million euro right back. You yeah, yeah. just because his contract Perfect. issue is there. That's why. That's yeah, why so we're getting him on the cheap already. Cheap. Like, how much, do you want, yeah. how much more cheap do you want something? Like, at what point do you say, fair enough, we'll just pay 15 million? I mean, it's... it's no, we're like, haggling. We're haggling like... Yeah, like, we've never know, seen a club of this stature a haggle like this uh, the way united are doing in the last 3 4 months yeah i mean yeah, it's, it's and that's what's embarrassing isn't it uh, to watch and then the worst part is we we go uh, and here's and here's another thing that we heard is is uh, uh, you guys know that the um, the glazers own an nfl team right and apparently yeah. for the nfl they've signed uh, tom brady and uh, uh, gronk rob gronkowski i don't know if you guys uh, i mean for anyone who's not familiar with nfl those are like two very uh, big NFL legends, uh, but uh, Tom Brady is on, like 45, 46, is almost grayed out, but uh, they signed him as a big name. And Gronkowski had retired, but he's coming out of retirement to play for the Glazers club, the team. So they, they spent a lot of money on those players. Uh, and uh, and they've also spent, actually, funnily enough, they've actually spent a lot of money on the women's team. The women's United team has actually signed a couple of World Cup winners as well. Uh, Tobin, yeah. I believe Tobin Heath was one of them, and I forget the other person, but there's two players. So they have money, and they're spending it on these players. And by the way, I'm not here criticizing. I think it's good for the women's game that they're signing all these players. It's amazing. It's wonderful. I think that that's great, and they need to do that. But, at, I mean, so they, they have money, and they do, but the point is they have money, and they're doing all these deals. But yet, when it comes to the men's team, which is, you know, be, not to be arrogant, but that is their cash cow. The men's team is the one that is their cash cow. They just seem to like, you know, it's okay. 
I mean, we're not going to challenge Liverpool, so it's fine. You know, let's just keep let's just keep the money patrolling. I don't know. I don't know what the attitude <laughs> is for them. Why, why it why it is that? I have no idea. Absolutely no idea what's going on. Uh, on that note, but uh, um, there was another link to Lucas Ocampos, uh, Akashwadi Do you think that? I think that's just a, a rumor at this point. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it it was, I think it, this was dismissed by United sources as well. Uh, I mean. It's just desperation times for the media as well to add in the names who play on the wings. So I think we will be hearing a few more names as well on the wings. Douglas Costa yeah, will I come mean, up for sure. <laughs> no, that, that's done now. Douglas yeah. Costa is, is over now. That, that link is over. That See, the over. point is like, I, I don't mind if, I mean, oh, I mind, but yeah, I do, I'm not worried if you are not getting a right sided winger. But if you cannot invest the same money into different positions, then it's a worry. I mean, you, you, you have more uh, positions to fill in except from the right wing position. That is the first thing is a center back. So mm-hmm. if we are willing to uh, get a world class center back alongside Maguire, then okay, we can understand that you are not pursuing Jaden Sancho. But you know, with three days remaining, you are still trying to lower the fee for Sancho. And like, there is no concrete links for a winger. Like you can say Dembele, but again, uh, what I'm from what I've read that it's not a loan deal. So if it's yeah. a loan deal, it might happen. Uh, but permanent, I cannot see it happening. So you know, the alternatives are not in the place. Uh, center backs, we have to fill the void. And with Smalling leaving, we don't know if the, if the money will be invested in another centre back or the left back. So again, it's a shambles. There's no, there's no mess. And speaking of that, um, fifty million euros. Uh, but I think Lucas Ocampos. So here's the thing: Jaden Sancho is a priority target. Uh, Dembele is the is the diversion tactic to tell uh, Jaden Sancho that look, we got another player. I think Ocampos is the diversion to that diversion to tell Dembele. Ocampos, <laughs> and then to then to tell Dembele, oh look, we got that. I think. And they're kind of playing themselves. But Sashi, if you don't, I mean, 50 million euros is the price that is imported for Dembele. I think that's crap. But 50 million euros can also get you Uber Mikano, right? Because he has a 42 million euro release clause next year. Yes. So he went to Leipzig yes. and said, we'll give you 50 million euros now. So you get an 8 million euro profit on your release clause. You sell, it to, uh, sell them to us. Would you, I mean, I don't know if the deal can be done in three days, but would you rather take Uber Mikano or would you rather take Dembele? I would take Wilfred Zaha. For, I will take Wilfred Zaha for that sum if he's available. Yeah, I heard he was linked with Arsenal very strongly, and a deal was possible for uh, in the region of forty to forty-five million. He uh-huh. he has been in the Premier League for the last four or five seasons, and he's a bloody good player. We know that it just did not work out for us uh, in the first go. But imagine Wilfred Zaha at right wing, yeah. um, uh, taking on opponents. Uh, game after game, and then trying to supply and link up with Martial, Bruno, Pogba, and Rashford. I think if we are looking for alternatives, Wilfred Zaha should be the number one option for United right now. Forget Dembele, forget Sar, or forget uh, uh, this guy, uh, Ocampos. I think Zaha should be the number one target. Now, uh, again, uh, with Upamecano, there is a. Uh, I think there is a narrative that Bai is the fit has been at his best fitness level since coming to United. Now, I, I know it's a concern. But if Bai is fit, probably you do not need a stronger centre-back right now. He can partner Maguire very well. And let's just say, if this is my personal opinion that I've been saying for the last few weeks. If Alex Telles comes, maybe he will not be the first left-back choice for the club. He might even be that left-footer centre-back that we have been looking for so that Maguire can move into the right side, uh, right-sided thing and just play, uh, and play his game. So this is my take on Telus that he'll not be just a left back option. He might even play in the back four alongside Maguire. So with Bai fit, with Telus coming in, maybe Upamecano is not the one uh, board is trying to pursue. But if you have the money, if you want to spend fifty million on Dembele, why not look at Zaha? 
who I think who's willing to leave Crystal Palace. He has be, he has made that apparent in the last two seasons that I need I want to leave. I need I need to play at a higher level. So try to pursue him. Uh, I think. But again, it's a sensible call. We do not expect our board to make sensible calls anymore. So I don't see that happening either. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the only thing about Zaha that I will say is I don't know if he wants to come back to Manchester United. I think he left a bad taste in his mouth. I'm not sure if he wants to come back. So I can kind of understand maybe they made an approach. Uh, the one player that they could have signed uh, was Adama Teore, right? And that's not going to happen now anymore. Again, time is out. They're not going to sign him. But if they knew that they didn't have money for Jaden Sancho, they could have gone for Adam, Adama Teore. 50 million euros, 50 million. Wolves were pretty clear that they wanted 90 million for Jimenez and Triro if anyone comes to buy them. It was yeah, their stance. 60 million. I think they could have negotiated a 60 million pound deal. I think, again, if you're going to be paying 100, if you don't want to pay 100 million, I think 60 million pounds. See, they sold Yota for like 35 40, 40 million. 40 million. And, uh, I think he is a better player than Triore, in my opinion. So if you if you were to sign Triore, I think the similar price tag for like 40, 50 million, we would have got him. But, but do uh, you think I mean, Triore? Traore is the guy no, who no, start no. 35 no. games for United. I don't think so. Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, and I also disagree with though. Zaha. Sorry. I think okay. he, yeah, but I mean, yeah, he, yeah. The thing is, you probably go. You probably go Jadon Sancho, and then I, if you had to go, I would go Jadon Sancho. I would go Traore. I'd go Zaha. The only thing with Zaha is I don't know if he wants to come to Manchester United because of what happened before. So that is one thing. Um, and I wouldn't take Dembele, but. I mean, I think 60 million pounds, 50, 60 million pounds would have done the trick if they had that kind of money, if they had good negotiators. But we yeah. know what would have happened is that they would have said, Wolves would be like, we need 90 million pounds. Man, <laughs> we're going to give you 40. No, we, okay, we'll do the deal for 60. We'll give you 40 plus 20 million pounds if we win the Champions League, the, the Premier League, and if Traore can score 60 goals and win the Ballon d'Or. So that's what they would do. And Wolves would be like, okay, thank you very much. We'll see you in the Premier League. That, that, that yeah. you know, it's... It's 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 stupid negotiating. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, but I mean, but there's lots. Of, the point is, there's lots of good options that they can go for, but they just don't uh, want. It. I don't know. There's just this uh, this. Uh, it's 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 on both sides, right? They, on the one hand, they don't want to spend too much money because they don't want to be seen as mugs. They don't want to be seen as clowns. But on the other hand, they don't want to take risks with any 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 small signings because of, because they they can't afford to. Right? So it's like that catch twenty two situation, right? With them, I don't know where they want to go. Um, but uh, all right, I think uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Glazers. We'll talk about Ed Woodward. Here's an interesting story that came out yesterday as well. Uh, apparently, Ed Woodward, Matt Judge, and Richard uh, and Arnold, Richard Arnold, I think, Max, Richard Arnold, I think, his name. The three people on the board, the three people who were involved in the transfers and negotiations, they all went to the same school in Bristol. They all went. There, I think they all went to the same college, the same university, you know, the same school. Yeah, they all went to the same university. So they all three were friends. And now they're all running Manchester United together. I mean, we call, we talk about old boys network. This is something we use, you know, uh, we talk about diversity inclusion. We talk about the old boys network. I think this is something that's a clear cut example of, of an old boys network. Isn't it? Three people just running a club. They have no idea about football. They have no idea about how, how clubs work. They probably weren't even football fans. And yet here we are watching them uh, run this club. I mean, it's, it is, it is something, isn't it? <laughs> it's obviously not a good side to watch. I mean, it's been evident that the only thing they, or the only price they get is the share price of United, which is on the New York Stock Exchange, um, and the shirt sales, of course, as we have seen with the signings of Falcao, Alexis, Di Maria. So yeah, I mean, these people clearly have no knowledge about football. Uh, I don't know what is, I mean, their problem in appointing a director of football. Maybe they are worried about how you know they will be instructed by the. DOF and maybe he will try to go public with what's going on behind the scenes. So there is some kind of you know worry for them as to they don't want to be the 
in that you know bad fame they didn't want the bad pr for themselves you know as because united is a top brand and it's still valued about 3 billion so yeah i mean i mean that really matters for them and if you they want to sell the club in the future that price value has to be there because they are looking to pocket for uh, around 4 billion or something which is never going to happen let's be honest yeah you need like jeb bezos or someone to put that kind of money in but i don't know fans <laughs> you you need like a billionaire football fan to come in or basically like some shake <coughs> to come in and and uh, be like i i need a notification for my for my country and my rules so here we go is uh, recently there was a trend on twitter the indian fans were like you know <laughs> <laughs> they were like you know they formed a trend ambani in they wanted ambani, ambani they yeah, oh, yeah 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 i had money yes yes oh my yeah. it it even made the headlines in your in your news channel Yeah, new channel, um, uh, uh, internet websites. It was all over. Ambani in Glazer out. That uh, this was his hashtag. <laughs> the day isn't far when we'll see Narendra Modi on a, on a, on a Manchester United pitch. Then. <laughs> oh, God, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get very busy mentioning that. But uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of Edward Woodyard, I think he really. I think uh, he tried to make an example of Borussia Dortmund this season. that okay you want to have a strong stance i'll have a stronger stance than you i'll haggle i'll haggle i'll delay the transfer and eventually you would cave in but apparently everyone other than woodward george and arnold knew that dortmund stance is firm because they are run by football people they are run by uh, men who value their words and they had said it from day one this is a stance and fair play to them their stance still remains the same so woodward has been found out yet again and uh, soon after the transfer window closes we will see him either release a presser or give an exclusive interview to his one of his pawns at uh, uh, mutv or uh, men website and he'll just try to reiterate how he is the one or his team is the one who is doing the good job for united they have a plan laid out they'll back ole and then four months or five months down the line if this team does not perform ole will be the first one to to be shown the door and then the the cycle just will keep on repeating and my biggest fear right now is that we talk about players not coming to united maybe we have reached a, uh, reached a time where a top level manager let's say guardiola klopp i'll not put pochettino on the same bracket but guardiola klopp managers like uh, them might not even entertain the idea of managing at old trafford we are not uh, very far from that moment we might end up uh, with managers like sam allardyce maybe i'm going way beyond the line but people like them will be in charge of old trafford if top managers start refusing the jobs yeah well top managers will refuse because most top managers now prefer to work with directors of football they don't like working yeah. you know as independent and and that and also they've seen the cycle they they've seen the vicious cycle that united you're yeah. back the first season then you're fucked the second season and you're shown uh, shown the door in the third so nobody would want that to the third usually but yeah no, it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's a sad and and the Yeah, I mean, it, it, what you're saying is absolutely right. I mean, we've already seen Klopp already rejected actually Manchester United. Pep pretty much rejected. Yeah. Rejected because he was going to get a blank check with City. He knew that, but fair enough. And there's no resentment there. <laughs> yeah, but he, he rejected. So we are seeing top managers reject. I mean, you know, by all. I mean, I I love Ole. I think he's he's doing a good job. But he's not a top manager. He wasn't, you know, a top manager. And that's fine. I mean, I'm I'm okay with that as long as I'm all for giving people chances. But you got to back them. You got to give them the tools that they need. Yeah. And if you don't do that. um it is it is uh, it's going to be tough it's going to be tough for him i think it's it's going to be it's going to be a very tough season and we've got uh, by the way uh champions league draw let's talk a little bit about about the about the football just a little bit champions league draw 
I don't think they're going to go through. If, if this team holds as it is right now, I don't think they're going to. The only reason I have any any confidence is because I've seen Oliver work a few miracles, and I think he might get lucky, you know, with a couple of wins. Because it's really all about uh, beating Istanbul and then probably getting a win and a draw against Leipzig. I think that's what they'll need. Uh, but what do you guys think? You think they're going to go through into the round of 16 or uh, not? Uh, I I don't think we are going through. Uh, I mean, I I would love to be optimistic, but right now, obviously, I'm not being optimistic. So I think we'll finish third and probably go into Europa League. And you know, uh, as far as the league is concerned, I'm not sure we are getting top four. So Europa League will be our best hope to get there. And uh, yeah, I mean, Ole is again the fall guy, and he will be out by let's say February. I mean, we can make a bet here, like or prediction or some sort of. So no. um, uh, <laughs> let's wait till the transfer window is over, over, and uh, <laughs> we'll do an over under. Like we'll do an odds. Let's see what. Let's yeah. see. Still three days. Let's let's leave. Let's have a little bit of hope. But after that, I think we can do an odds on a bet uh, over under for when he's going to be out. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. What about you, Sachi? Champions League. Do you think they're going to go through? I think, I, I think we'll go through. I still have uh, good good things for this club, and if our first team gets through the Champions League group stages without any crucial injuries to let's say Pogba or Bruno or Rashford or Marshall I think we might finish we might finish second in this group so I'm a bit optimistic about this this group we do have 12, 14 15 good players is the issue is yeah. injuries yeah. are the issue like we have one we have one Eric Bailly injury from being fucked in defense uh, mm-hmm. one uh, one Bruno injury away from the whole thing falling apart because I like, hope Van der Beek steps up if, if Bruno is injured, let's uh, let's hope that he's not. But I hope Van der Beek steps up. Whether yeah, or Bruno gets injured, yeah. Yeah, but I feel that Bruno right now is doing the job of two midfielders. I think he's ca- I think Pogba has been carried right now. I'm hoping that is Van der Beek. Yeah, I think Van der Beek has to start. I mean, we have seen how clever of a footballer he is. So I think United has to adjust to him, not the the vice versa. So I think Ole has to uh, like find a solution for Van der Beek. He cannot be on the bench in the Premier League games. So. Yeah, well, I think, do you think, yeah, do you think Van der Beek right? can start at right wing? Now, he has the trickery, he has the pace, yeah, he likes to link up with the midfielders. Do you think he has, he is an option for right wing? Worst case scenario? Because I at this moment, I don't see him, Pogba and Bruno starting in that midfield. Because Pogba needs time, he is still not fit. He is still recovering from coronavirus. How His much time yeah, he has just well, come back well, from we've COVID. Been just, for four years now, so I mean, how much more time? I mean, I we can, we nice. can, we, we can give him two weeks more. So it's, it's <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, I, mean, I, I would drop him in a heartbeat, but I think um, that uh, I think I See, think it's not about dropping him. It's just that no one should be a regular starter. Like no one should be a guaranteed starter. Like you know, Pogba is a big name in football. We have bought him for ninety million pounds, but he shouldn't be the automatic play on the first eleven because mm. there are other players who might perform better in a different role. Let's say. So yeah, I think, I, I think yeah. I don't know why he starts. I honestly, I, I if you drop Pogba, if you start dropping Pogba right now, what if he uh, decides not to sign the extension? He walks away for free. No, he's not. He's not got a problem. <laughs> well, he's got a one-year option, so he can't board go. board will have the problem. Eventually, they'll put pressure on Ole because oh. again, yeah. everything is linked. No, <laughs> if they would not want to lose Pogba for a free, so they would want him in the team. I think I'll give Pogba two more weeks because he's not one hundred percent fit yet. Maybe one. Even if he's fit, how do you fit Pogba, Van der Beek, and Bruno in the same midfield without leaving the gaps? You don't. You don't. You don't. But that's fine think, because uh, you know you have four, three quality midfielders for two positions. I think that's fine. I don't think yeah, anybody yeah. should be guaranteed a start. And obviously, yeah. we're gonna play a lot of games in November, December. We're gonna play a lot of games, and gonna, they, Van der Beek is gonna get chances at the Champions League. He's gonna have to mm. play at some point. So I don't. I'm not worried True. about that. I think it's fine to have a rotation. 
Um, but yeah, but I, I would, I would, if it, if I were the manager for the Spurs game, I would start Van der Beek instead of, of, of Pogba. I would do that, but I don't know if he will, if Ole will do that, and I can see why he wouldn't do that. So that's the thing. He did score a goal as well, even though it was a lucky one. He did score. It's a not goal. about dropping Pogba. It's, I think it's more about uh, playing the players who are better right now on form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, with the momentum and stuff. So I don't think Pogba is ready for playing 90 minutes at top top level as of now. Because obviously you can say no preseason, but uh, so Bruno is the one which is undroppable. Even at his worst game, he provides the numbers, which is crucial. So mm-hmm. I think he would definitely be in their squad. So uh, I think you can rotate Pogba and Van de Beek. It's not that big of a deal because you're playing for United. You are not Pogba is not playing for like Southampton or something that he has to play in the first team. Wow. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't have any agenda against Pogba. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I like him. He's, no, he has a, like, a lot of talent or something. But again, you have to pick the team on merit is what I feel. Well, I have openly said I don't rate Pogba as highly as a lot of people. I don't think he's necessarily world class, but that's just my opinion. But uh, yeah, I, I would. But I mean, I mean, I can understand. I can see where that's going. But bringing it back, I think we have a little bit of time, about 5-10 minutes more. So I don't want to take too much time as well. Uh, you know, so uh, let's let's talk about uh, what three days to go. Uh, I, I don't think uh, how confident. Let's say how confident are you for certain deals. So let's start with uh, Alex Sellers. Do you think that will be done? Uh, Akash, do you think that's going to be done? Uh, Alex. Uh, yeah, I think it will be done. Yeah. yeah. Sashi. Yes, Smalling will go. Telles will come in. This is straight swap. Okay. All right. Um, let's talk about uh, Jaden Sancho. Yes or no? You're on a ninety percent club, so things. <laughs> <laughs> a plug there for someone. Like I, I want to say yes. I mean, I want to say yes, and I still am little bit optimistic, but I don't think we will sign him. No. Sashi, till the time Sancho gives a public statement that I'm staying, till the time the transfer window is over, till the time we sign the right winger, I'm still keeping my options open and hope that Sancho will come. That sounds very much like someone I know. The, 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 the three things that you said, <laughs> very much like someone else. Uh, yes, someone else who we know. But yes, that's wonderful. That's interesting. Okay, so well, that's good. So are you, are you a 90% club member then, uh, Shashi? Yeah, yeah I am. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I am. Those who are watching, they would know. Yeah. Uh, but then I heard a very negative, uh, you can say pessimistic news about an hour back that uh, Sancho is back in training and he'll be in the squad for Dortmund's next game, which probably has sealed the door. He was out of the squad because probably mentally he was not stable because of the entire. I don't. I don't think it was an injury. He was mentally not fit to play because of all this United's humor bids coming in. He was not settled. But since he has come back to training and he's about to be named in Dortmund's next uh, game, so I don't know. Is maybe it tomorrow? It's or is it Sunday? Dortmund. They play on Sunday. I think it's Sunday. It's against Cologne. No, it's on Sunday. Yeah. Sky reported that he hasn't been training today as well. Like I'm not sure about it, but I just read before the beginning the video. So mm-hmm. let's see. Okay. I mean, so yeah. So Sky, well, yeah. I mean, there's lots of conflicting reports. Sky gets it wrong though sometimes. Um, oh yeah, big Sky time. Gets, yeah, get it wrong. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, if he if it's a Sunday game, I'm okay with that because I don't think a deal was going to be done Sunday anyway because they have the game. They try not to do any deals in game. So. I think that's fine, but I think uh, I think time is running out. I, I don't think that deal is going to happen now. I, I think it's too late. Yeah. And Dortmund also have to get a replacement if this if this yeah. deal is about to happen. So yeah. I don't sure know about the time zones. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. I don't think they need a replacement. I think they've got. They have Rana. They have Rana. They have Rana. Brand. So yeah, yeah they're they're No, but losing well. Sancho is like you know losing Ronaldo and not replacing him, which basically we did. We did not replace him. Like, you yeah. know, we bought a better or something. Probably Dortmund would sign someone in January. 
maybe they are going in that route that january is not that far enough so we yeah. we can sign someone in january now let's see let's hope that yeah i think i think get our acts together i think it comes down to if united put 120 million euros on the table now if they do it and i think at this point they can't even do add-ons there's no add-ons business there's nothing they have to pay yeah. they're going to pay 120 million euros i think then jaden sancho will force them he will say fine if you got then sancho's mind then sancho's mind will go up yeah. and say let me let, let me go, go. But go. until yeah. United don't put that money in now, not a matter of just putting the money in. If he doesn't put the money in, it's not happening. So I think I think at this point there's not going to be any negotiations now. There's no negotiating. Right. It's just a matter of. And I think it's now or never. Like I can't see us. You know, uh, I mean, I can see us trying for him next summer, but I don't see that we will be the only team behind uh, Sancho. Yeah. I mean, no, Europe, if he also maybe... next summer, he's not coming next summer. That's it's, yeah. That's the last. Yeah. We might we might not be in Champions League again. Again, Sancho's. Preference yeah. will be to play for a Champions League club. Yeah, there's Champions exactly. League issue. There is issue of like other clubs will be in for him next season. I mean, he probably will be thinking, you guys didn't think I was worth the money this summer. Now you want me to come and play for you next summer? Like true, 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 true. So I mean, yeah, that's I, I yeah. I, if it's not happening this time, it's not happening for for good. Yeah. I and mean, then we can that will be our Schneider uh, transfer story after after this year. That'll be that'll be like that. Um, all right, uh, another one. Us- Usman Dembele. God, I hope it doesn't happen. But do you think it will happen? <laughs> Uh, Shashi, what's up with you this time? What do you think? I don't think I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. Even with Pogba involved, I don't think it's happening. Akash, uh, I I mean I don't see it happening if it's a permanent deal. But if somehow we convince them for a loan plus an option to buy for sixty million, I think this might happen. But again, I'm not too optimistic. Like I will just give it a fifty percent chance. That's it. Yeah, yeah, well, that would be that would be real banter level. I think signing. Any surprise signing that you might see board uh, give to the fans and say just be happy. That's your lollipop for the season. Well, they lost out on Amar Traore from Atlanta. That was another one that they were trying to sign, and he's now going yeah. to loan to Parma. Yeah, he's so they lost Parma. that. I mean, there's no yeah. So there's no transfers. There's no surprise. There are no surprises anymore happening because United don't know how to surprise signings. Because again, it's about clicks. It's about engagement, right? So they want to put it out there so you know they can say, oh look, you know we got a million tweets for this particular signing. I don't know what they get out of it. I don't even get money for tweets, but I don't know why they put it out there. But still, it was discussed in a board meeting. Uh, yeah, I for think. Sanchez, they were like that. Yeah, and they have to release their financial results after the window yes. closes. So yes, yes. I think they are like being a bit cautious and you know uh, trying to show that we have. I mean, it can go either way. You can when they release the financials and we don't sign anyone, and if we see we have the money and the fans Just can look go for that this. dividend money. Just look for that dividend amount in that financial. Which comes oh, out? I think it comes out on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but the thing is, the rumor was that they were waiting because yeah, I think so. September is the end of the quarter, so like they were waiting till October. So if they signed any players, they didn't have to show it in the quarterly results for mm-hmm. September. So they could avoid that, and that was why they were waiting to make a bid. Now that was the rumor. Obviously, that's not true. Uh-huh. Clearly, that that's not true, given that there was no bid placed on yesterday. So they were saying that yesterday there would be a bid, but they didn't. I, and maybe they even, I think, but I, yeah, I think, the, I think they spoke to Dortmund. They said this is what we'll offer you, and Dortmund said don't bother. And so they're like, okay, we're not putting that. <laughs> just, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a mess at the moment. And I think one last topic that I want to touch on is the Glazers, and I do want to talk about this because, um, yeah, we don't have a lot of time, so we'll just quickly cover this. But I mean, at the end of the day, the the American, and I think a lot of it comes down to the model, right? How the American football operates versus how how American sports. Uh, operate in general compared to Europe, as you would know, there are no transfers in 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 American sports. People don't get transferred. There's trades and there is free agents. There's nothing, no such thing of paying money. And I think, I, and what I read very recently was that um, um, 
that apparently within, within American sports, you don't generally, because it's a closed shop, right? You can never get relegated. There's no relegation. There's no promotion. It's one league. Everybody plays in it and you know, everybody's happy. Um, and basically what happens is you wait until you get a proper team where you think you can challenge and then you add to it. Whereas, you know, so basically the idea is you first get a decent team and then you add star players to it to make it better and to win, you know, consistently. Uh, whereas in football, it's the other way around. You challenge consistently and then, you know, you build a team. And then after that, you know, once, you know, you go in cycles. So it's a kind of different. Whereas in American sports, you wait for a cycle to begin. Whereas in Europe, in Europe, in football, you kind of start that cycle. Create the cycle, yeah. Yeah, so you create that cycle. So maybe there is that as well. I think maybe they feel, you know what, we're going to spend 100 million pounds to get into the Champions League. Uh, and that's, that's just, you know, because that's where we want to be. But then beyond that, if we have to spend, because beyond that, a title challenge could mean 150, could mean 200, could mean 250, but there's no guarantee that spending this amount is going to win you the title. So why not? Let's just keep spending 100 or 50 million. They don't spend 150 million pounds every year. We can guarantee ourselves a Champions League spot. Uh, and then, you know, if you have a team in the future, we'll think about spending, you know, whatever we need to spend to get um, to get the league. But we don't really need to win the league. I mean, it, it in a way, it is a businessification of it and it's kind of sad and, and stupid. But um, I think the flaw in that is that in the Premier League, you can't, you, there's like eight, nine teams now that are competing for the Champions League spot. So yeah. you can't just say that spending 50 million pounds is going to get you that. Uh, but what do you, yeah, but I mean, Akash, uh, it, I mean, I, I don't even know. I mean, this is kind of like my opinion, but the, the you know, where do you think if the buck stops with the Glazers? I mean, at what, at what point do we start saying that uh, this is a football club and not a business? I think we are already doing that uh, since the last few years. So the example being the Fernandez deal, uh, I think the money was spent from this window's budget. Mm-hmm. We, so that's evident. I mean, if that was not the case, we would have probably signed Sancho. And uh, the narrative as United is to spend 150 million every season, but that is when we are chasing top four, not we are when we are in the top four. As I think I have said that in the last video as well. So I just saw read a stat that when we are in the top four and uh, we don't, you know, want UCL football next season. So our net spend is like 80 million or something. So obviously there is some kind of gap with between the fans and the owners which we can see and each and every United fan want Glazers to go and would work to go because they are incapable of handling a football club as big as United. And uh, you can also go in the past, in the last decade, when uh, the example being Ronaldo, uh, he was sold for 80 million pounds and people are still trying to find out where the money has disappeared because the replacement... Yeah, Obetan. No, no, that money was used to sign Phil Jones, Chris Smalling, Ashley Young. I'm not kidding. I kid you not. They were signed with that money. Antonio Valencia. Antonio Valencia. 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 Valencia and Obetan were signed in the same. But no, but the Valencia was done before the Ronaldo deal had gone through. Like Valencia, they already knew that he was going to be signed. Basically, it was Valencia, Obetan, and Michael Owen. Yeah, yeah, in 2009, they had signed, they sold Ronaldo, but the deal for Valencia and Oberon was already done. So they already fixed those deals. Because they knew Ronaldo yeah, was going they were to, expecting, going to yeah. yeah. They, they, they had a gentleman's agreement with him. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. I mean, Valencia was only 23 million pounds. So I, 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 I doubt that they would, they, they had that. But I think the, the money that they had, that they had. No, but in any case, like we were close yeah. to signing uh, Hazard and Lucas Mora at one point of time. Now, I'm not saying Lucas is a world-class player, but at that time he was a special talent. I think he was 19 that 
mm-hmm. I guess 19 or something. And uh, even uh, I think Marquinhos and Benzema were close to signing uh, for United, uh, and we bought to send Michael Owen uh, as a replacement for Benzema. So you know, I mean, well, Benzema the deals were not straightforward. Madrid came yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, uh, okay, I can make an exception for that. But seriously, yeah. if you're not sending Benzema, you have to probably look for a replacement who is Liberty. as good or. They could have sent yeah, Ribery. That yeah. yeah, because and he, and he actually didn't want to play for Van Hal, so they could have sent Ribery if they actually wanted. Yeah. They made a bit. He didn't want to play for Van Hal. He, he said himself that if Van Hal had stayed, even, even Hazard was fifty-fifty in the last one when Chelsea won the Champions League. He was kind of swayed. No, I don't team. think that was the case. I mean, he can say that in public, but I think it was a purely monetary uh, thing. I mean, we don't want to pay twenty-five million or the wages which he demanded for Chelsea. And uh, even the last week, we saw the director of football of Sevilla, Monkey, saying that Monkey, yeah. he cannot it's believe surprising. that United, surprising. yeah, he cannot believe United ha- doesn't have a DOF. I mean, on that note, I mean, yeah, that was the thing I was talking about the director of football. There's a reason why they don't sign a director of football because it's not a director of football. The position that they want is what they call a technical director. So they yeah. don't want to give control of the football side. All they want is yeah. somebody who's going to come in, probably identify targets, identify where they fit in the team. But they still, Woodward, Judge, and Arnold still want final say on who comes to the club. Because a director of football, if you tell a director of football, you have 150 million pounds to spend this summer and you know you do what you want. The director of football will say, fine, I have three positions that I need to fill. I'm going to buy A, B, C, and I'm going to find the best players for the best price. Whereas what Woodward probably will say is you have 150 million pounds. You sign me a 100 million pound player who's going to sell me t-shirts because I want that. So I don't care if he's not what, what fits your team. I still want that player because he's going to sell me t-shirts. And, and you know, maybe that is there is a disconnect there where they, you know, it's football club business. I don't know. I'm just speculating here. This is not true. But I do believe, but I do know for a fact that the, the position that they want is not a true director of football. What they want is a technical director. And that's why you have people like Rio Ferdinand and Darren Fletcher applying for that instead of actually qualified people coming in because no qualified person with self-respect is ever going to take that position because they know it's, it's, it's a useless. They do not want to give up the power. As simple as yeah. that. This is just a power struggle. They yeah. want they want to keep United at their fingertips and uh, maneuver them as they see see it fit. Yeah. So it's a power and struggle. Edward was, yeah, and Edward was not going anywhere because he has a job for life because he was the one who brokered the deal for the Glazers. Yeah. he's yeah. not going anywhere. They're not going to buy. Until that. Glazers we, are we, out, uh, he's Akash? Until uh, Glazers uh, Glazers go, he, he's not going anywhere. Else. You know, Akash had a comment. I, I thought. Yeah, uh, I was saying we had a similar kind of position at United. Uh, I think it was Ribalta. If I'm not wrong, so he was supposed to, you know, uh, do the recruitment part and finding the best place for best positions, and to you know try to be a, you know, a position between the manager and the Edward Wood. So I read a few months back his interview as to what went wrong. So basically, they sidelined him. There was no communication between uh, him and the head of you know United. So he was basically being paid for nothing. So I think he moved to Zenit or some club. I don't remember. But again, that was really shocking. I mean, it was not shocking. It was just that depressing considering United being such a club and they are hiring this person who is who specializes in uh, some sort of departments, but they are not using him. So basically, it's just for a namesake. They just want the public to know that we have this person in the job. And if something goes wrong and this person will be in the picture to get the blame. So this is the case. Yeah, yeah. It's always about you know trying to step out of the spotlight and yeah. Um, but anyway, thanks guys. I know we've only scratched the surface. I think there's a lot that uh, that's going wrong. And I'm, I'm can I just still... can I just ask one question before we sure. close off? Yeah, absolutely. At what point do you think Glazers would eventually say, okay, it's time for us to pack up and go? 
do you think that time will ever come where they themselves will try to uh, say that okay we have had enough now it's time to move on from man united so there's two points there uh, when that day, i don't know akash if you have anything to add but there's two points where that day will come one they they value the club at 4 billion pounds so if somebody's phone is a 4 billion pounds or five i think it's 4 billion maybe 5 billion but they they value right now it's 4 billion so somebody comes up and says i'm going to pay you 4 billion pounds to buy united they will sell they will up and sell because uh, they bought the club on bank money it's not their money so i think as long as yeah. they get their money then and, and obviously the debts will be part of that i don't know somebody will have to probably pay the debts off as well i don't know whether that will be the glazers or the new owners but that that will be one uh, the second point which is actually more difficult believe it or not is when their profits start uh, going down yeah. so that is and and that is the tough part because um, how do how do people coordinate how do you how do you tell fans in asia or uh, north america to stop buying manchester united t-shirts so south america yeah. matter, how do you tell fans uh to stop going to games how do you tell fans not to subscribe to mutv you know a lot of us i don't subs- i mean you know you have you have to stop sub- subscribing to the tv that the, the the sports channels that you watch because that money goes to the glazers as well from the subscription money so how do you tell people to stop all of that uh, and they'll have to it has to be a significant dent in their revenue stream so then think okay you know what uh, this is not working out for us and we need to go and and you know and we've seen them in the past that they they're more than happy to take out loans to cover their dividends So they'll yeah. just do that. They'll just take more loan against the clients in that club. I don't know. Akash, do you have anything else to add to that? But that's just what I feel. Um, See, I think they are happy to sell the club if the right bid arrives. It's basically like Mike Ashley for Newcastle. Uh, he was with, like willing to sell for around three hundred million or something, but that deal has fallen through. So it's obvious that Glazers have no interest in football. Uh, they just care about the money. Uh, again, another thing is that uh, to play without fans. uh and i don't mean because of coronavirus i what i mean is the proper fan rights or something i mean if it uh, takes place properly I, i don't mean by flying a plane with a ridiculous banner it, it doesn't uh, really make sense for them or throwing flares at woodward's house i don't think that's okay. yeah. yeah i mean that's I not, mean, not not fair you, you can understand the frustration but not the intent mm-hmm. so that's uh, wrong on their part more the execution yeah for sure but yeah. i mean yeah i i have no idea i mean it's yeah they're both very tough scenarios and uh, it's going to be a while before things change and that's the issue like a billionaire like if uh, if uh, saudi came in with a bid for united now we know the premier league probably probably may probably reject that they they yes, yes. so it's not going to be saudi it's not going to be a middle eastern uh, investor that's going to be able to bail united out that's for sure so we'll have to wait and see what happens but uh, Yeah, well, thank you for that. Thank you, Sashi. Thank you, Akash, uh, for joining me today for the show. I think we we barely scratched the surface, as I said, and and there's a lot more that we can talk about and discuss. And the the thing is, we do have our channel, and we can do this. But I think people probably get bored of it after a while. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but thank you so much for joining. I hope this was a little bit therapeutic, at least for all of you to watch to listen to that. Yes, some some things out. Yes, some things out. And I think there's a lot more, and I'm I'm just waiting. Like I don't know what's going to happen on October sixth. Uh, I know something's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. uh but uh, maybe you know i don't know we might have to we might have to you know i don't know we might have to do there might be things there might be there might be some real uh, real uh, problems there but we'll see we'll see we'll keep an eye out for that uh but thank you so much sashi thank you so much agas for joining uh, guys if you like that video please remember to share uh, to to hit a like and share it with everyone that you know uh try to, yeah i think i think uh, it's a good thing for us to get our voices out there as fans as well to tell people about what we actually feel about the club i know only 100 people watch this but that's still something we're all fans we all want to Uh, support the club that we love, and it's 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 difficult to not do that. So uh, you know, feel free to share it with your friends, the family. Uh, you know, 
get a word out there if you think this is great. Also, remember to subscribe to the channel. We don't just talk about Manchester United, but you know, <laughs> yeah, we talk about all clubs, but that you know, but uh, definitely subscribe to the channel if you're new as well. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Have a good day and a good weekend ahead. All the best for all of your matches, and uh, we'll see you again tomorrow with the match reaction to the City and Chelsea games. So uh, stay safe. Have a good day. Bye bye. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to that episode of Late Night Football. We need your help to grow this channel, so if you've been enjoying the show thus far, please do like and subscribe to this channel and share it with your friends, family, colleagues, neighbors, drinking buddies, fellow football fans, and anybody else you know or don't know. We really appreciate it. Uh, please also follow us on Twitter and Facebook via the links in the description below and spread the word about us. Take care.